welcome to the 20th episode of the Hardwired Hockey Podcast featuring your host Tyler Prosick and I'm Matthew Sheridan. Today we're going to be covering all the NHL playoff actioning happening since our last episode as the Stanley Cup final matchup is set um, between the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning and we will also be taking a look at some mock trades that we think could be a possibility this offseason. So Tyler, how are you doing and what have you been up to? I'm doing good. I got my summer classes. I hate my summer classes. Um, I'm I'm ready for my actual su- like I've been chilling. Like so w- what I do, we're getting a little off topic to start the show, but it's fine. I start the week Monday, Tuesday. I do all my work for the week. So Monday, Tuesday, I hate Monday and Tuesday because I work on the weekends. Um, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I have time to chill, play video games, uh, hang out with my girlfriend, hang out with my friends. Um, and all that kind of stuff. Speaking of that, we should play baseball soon. Anyways, um, life's good. The Canadians, uh, I'm so happy they're in the final. Um, I feel like if they do win the cup, and I think I said this last week, Leafs fans can say, okay, we got beat by a great team that won the cup. I think that's, that's Leafs fans can be hurt. I mean, yes, you'll be hurt a little bit because your rival won the cup, but at the same time, you lost in game seven to the team that eventually went on to beat the lightning and win the cup. So I think that softens the blow, but kind of jabs you in the back a little bit at the same time. It's just a, it's a, a whole situation anyways. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking fantastic. How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I don't have summer school like you. So my, my day, my days are just waking up and doing absolutely nothing, but yeah, uh, I think before we actually do discuss the, the Stanley Cup final deeper, it's kind of funny because the team I hate the most is in the, the Stanley Cup final and the team you hate the most is also in the Stanley Cup final. So yeah, um, it's kind of tough. I, I have some res- like I have so much respect for Carrier Price and what he does um, on and off the ice. I think he's a wonderful advocate for the Indigenous communities and so many indigenous uh, young children look up to him and he's he's such a role model for a lot of people and he's just such an outstanding goalie I, I love watching him um and it's also it would be painful at the same time just because of given I'm a Maple Leafs fan and how much crap I've <laughs> read on Twitter and just all of the I mean the Leafs do deserve to get chirped I mean every can you believe this every Canadian team has reached the Stanley Cup final before the Leafs have even won a playoff series. That's insane. I, I mean, we're like the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. It's it's ridiculous. Like we get all the hype and we can't do anything. And I'm just so frustrated about it because there's people that are like, I understand it hurts to, I'm, I'm kind of going off topic here before we, we will introduce our topics, but it's so frustrating because there's people like Islanders fans. I understand the hurt and the pain of, of making it to back-to-back conference finals or third rounds or whatever you want to call it and losing and not being able to make the Stanley Cup final. But it's like, you guys are at least getting to watch your team a few months in the playoffs. Like, listen, I, like for me, I don't even know what the feeling is to make it past the freaking first round. Like, I, just, I, I don't know what it feels like. It's been... Yeah. I mean, I've, I've followed the Leafs pretty closely since 2010. So I was seven years old um, because I have a late birthday. But since then, it was make the struggle, suck ass with like teams like Phil Kessel and Joffrey Lupul and make one playoff series 
and we weren't even supposed to be there. And of course it's a painful loss because we were up four one and we ended up losing it. Mm-hmm. And then we go and suck again. We have to start a rebuild. We get Matthews hope is finally, then we make it. And we've made the playoffs for the past five seasons and we've lost in the first round every freaking time. It's just yeah. so annoying, but um, yeah, just, I know I went on a bit of a tangent there. It's so frustrating to be a Leafs fan, but at least you got to see that the Panthers haven't won a playoff series either. So 25 but, years. Yeah. I was, yeah, that, that Islander series is probably still hurtful as, as Boston is to us and this past series, but um, yeah, just all in all, it, it, I would like to see some players on Montreal win the cup, but at the same time, we still have like, we don't have the argument of you haven't made the cup final since 1993 or you haven't won the haven't yet. And if they win the cup, we've lost all little bargaining chips we have because we haven't made the Stanley cup final since 1967. So haven't won a cup. It, it would be something if we had made the cup final, but we haven't even made the cup final since 1967. So it's a yeah. joke and a half. Florida so. has a cup appearance before you do. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's worth it, but uh, I'll, I'll hand it off to you before I kind of preview or my thoughts of the Tampa Montreal Stanley Cup final. But with that being said, what do you think about it? And uh, who do you think will win one last prediction? And uh, how excited are you to watch it? Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's pretty sad. The last uh, playoff prediction. And then, I don't know, I mean, we'll get in a couple off-season episodes. And then I'm sure we'll take week, two-week breaks, depending. I mean, especially because I have my exams coming up, too. So we'll probably take a break that week. Um, but anyways, this is, I don't know. I think Tampa, you could expect in the final. Uh, Montreal was probably the second last team I would expect to make the final behind like Nashville or Minnesota, maybe. Um, even though Minnesota is pretty good. Um, this is just so weird. Uh I don't even know where to start. I mean, in episode two of our podcast back in, I think it was December that we started or November. um, I said, Carey Price, I said it last week too. Carey Price is the most deserving player, active player in the NHL that deserves Stanley Cup. And he's about to fight for his first one. And I don't think he's going to lose. I don't think there's any chance this guy loses this series um i know tampa's so good and i was talking in a hockey chat last night um we've said it time and time again their offense is stellar their power play is ridiculous shorthanded much of the same their defense every like i don't have to say it we've said it on here so many times and they do have a goalie that's you know clinched each round with a shutout which is unreal um but I don't think he's going to get that far this time. I think Montreal's weird defensive play is going to really mess up the lightning. Um, I think Kucherov is playing with an injury right now, uh, although he was in the game. Uh, Braden Point is great, but um, I think Philip Deneau can shut him down. And I think the Canadians can get just enough scoring to get past Tampa with Carey Price in that. Um I think uh, Cole Caulfield's getting hot at the right time. Uh, he's been incredible in the playoffs so far. Uh, I think he's going to have a really good series here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm really interested to see where this goes. 
Um, but I'm going to go super bold with my, with my series prediction. It's definitely going to be wrong, but I'm going to go bold with it because I do not think Carey Price is going to let himself lose a game, period. I'm going for a 4 nothing sweep for Montreal. Is that? That's my end. That's my end. That's sweet. Um, that's definitely a hot take, but um, as in the past, there's been. I'd like to single out Craig Button. Seems like a, a great dude, but he's as much as I kind of agreed with him, um, not to the extent that he said, but I didn't think Montreal Canadiens would pose a, a big threat to the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round, but. Uh, look at where we are now, but I think yeah. Montreal is a team that I kind of, I, I lost my train of thought, so I'll just leave it in the dust. Um, Montreal is a team that is so good at just keeping their opponents to the outside. I know um, to some, for some casual hockey fan, this I'll, I'll try and like defensemen keeping their, um, the opposition to the outside, clogging up the, the middle of the slot. They're just so good at doing that. And when you've got, um, I think I saw today on Sportsnet something about when the when the Montreal Canadiens score t- two or more goals, they're eleven and zero in this playoffs. So that just goes to show you how much of a brick wall carry prices in that. Like, I would love nothing more than to say, oh, if we get two goals, it's like there's nothing going in. Like carry price is such a fantastic goalie. It's it's not even fair at this point, but they do a really good job at shutting down opposition. Other than Nylander. Uh, like Matthews, Marner struggled, Shifley struggled, Wheeler struggled, Ehlers, Connor, Stone, like all those guys struggled to score anything against the no. Um, for a guy who who doesn't score goals, he, I personally wouldn't pay him what a lot of people have been saying on Twitter they'd pay him, like seven million or something or six. I've seen a, a few people mention five. I think that's reasonable, but um, he's just such a good opposition. Uh, or shut it. He's so good at shutting down the opposition that um, he just knows his role, and it's really impressive to watch. I, I've gained a ton of respect for him as a player. And then Cole Caulfield, man, I was one who was never for the this. If you're too small, you can't play because, as I've said many times before, the game is continually shifting to more speed and skill. And Caulfield has so much skill, and it's not even funny. He just oozes skill. Like that second goal or the goal he scored in game seven, where he was able to chip it by Braden McNabb and kind of drive to the outside and just put it short side. That was beautiful. Just stuff like that makes me put my head in my hands and say, this guy's going to destroy the Leafs in the the Atlantic division for 15 plus years. It's just, it's not going to be fun to play against him. And he's been so impressive to watch. And, uh, yeah, I think if you were to go back to the 2019 draft, you'd see a lot of teams that kind of pass over him, um, jump up on stage to try and draft him because he's, he's going to be a special player, especially the Flyers. It was funny because I don't know if you've seen the video personally, but the Flyers went up to the stage and said, from the United States National Team Development Program. Uh, and then everyone started cheering because they thought it was Cole Caulfield, but they ended up drafting defenseman Ken Yorks, who's not a terrible prospect, but it, I, I thought that's funny because... Look at how he's turned out. I mean, Cam York still has promise. He looked really good at Michigan, but Cole Caulfield's something else. But yeah, I got to give love to my Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, 
they're such a fantastic team. They're a lot of fun to watch. I know a lot of people argue that they're $18 million, $18 million over the cap, and I can't see the argument for it. Um, but at the same time, they didn't do anything wrong. They took advantage of a loophole that the NHL allows. And I mean, if, if that was your team personally, like let's say that was the Florida Panthers who did that and people were arguing about it, if you guys had made the cup final, you'd be like, I don't give a crap what anyone else says. We're here. We're, we're, I want to see this team win a cup. So um, I think it's the same argument for them. They're uh, they're a really fantastic team. I think they've, they've played really well in the playoffs so far. Vasilevsky, like you mentioned, has shut out the opposition in four straight times in, in series clinching games, I believe. So he's been dynamite, dynamite, uh, the defense and, their forward group. I've, I, I talked about it last week as well. I'm not going to get into it too much, but again, just such a fantastic uh, all around team. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I admit I'm always, I always lose a lot of interest in the playoffs. Um, when the Leafs are out, it's tough. I imagine you're the same with the Panthers. You, you cheer for that one team. And when they're out, you're not focused on watching every game. Like I watched every minute of that series. I was so excited to watch it, but as soon as the Leafs were eliminated, it just, it breaks your heart as a fan. And I just, as much as I love hockey, it's, it's tough to support or watch the playoffs when your favorite team is out. So um, I think there's going to be all around a fantastic series, two of the best goalies in the league um, with Vasilevsky and Price, uh, two defenses who are, who are different, but Montreal, like I mentioned, great shutdown opposition, uh, great at shutting down opposition, my bad. Um, and just they grind away. Uh, I think Weber still plays a fantastic role. And uh, then you've got um, the Tampa Bay Lightning defense who um, contribute more on off offensively, are able to pinch and all that, but are still equally as good at, at keeping the puck out of the uh, out of their net. And uh, and then two four groups. Uh, Tampa clearly more skilled with Kucherov and who's playing injured, like you mentioned, and Point. And Stamkos and Palat and Kalorn and I could go on and on Gord, um, but Montreal is still a, a group that can put the puck in the back of the net. Maybe not as many times as the Lightning, but still a, a fantastic all-around team. So I'm going in circles here. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think as much as it's so tough because I don't want the Habs to win. I'm sorry to anyone who may be listening who wants the Cup to come north, but. I just, as a Leafs fan, I, I can't do it. I, I, I can't as much as I would, if Price were to win and if the, the Canadians were to win, I wouldn't be disappointed or really upset because of Price. Um, there are a few players on that team who I would love, really love to see hoist the cup, but um, I just, it's so hard. Uh, I'm going to say lightning in six. I'm probably going to be eating my words in two weeks time. I, I think the, the half will pose a really big threat to them. And I would not be surprised to see if they won. But as a, a, a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, as a, a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, I'm going to have to go with the Lightning in six. So we'll see about that. Um, but with that being said, I know I've been talking a long time. We've got two kind of mock trades that we'd like to discuss. We haven't really put together anything in terms of return or the, the, the package, but we thought we'd discuss it. There's been discussions in the past that Evgeny Malkin, um, there's been discussions about him potentially being moved, um, waving his NMC. And there's been talks that he would only do it for one team and that is the Florida Panthers. So as one of the bigger or biggest Florida Panthers fans I know in Tyler, 
what do you think would be a, a solid package as a Panthers fan? Be realistic. That's the, the one thing I can't stress enough. Be realistic because this is still a great player. But what do you think? How do you think Malkin would fit in with the Panthers? What do you think or um, potentially see going the other way? And how excited would you be if Malkin made his way down to Florida? Um, I mean, I think if any, anyone getting Evgeny Malkin would be excited, but um, he is old, getting older and he's what, like 33, 34, something like that. Um, makes seven or whatever million dollars or something like that. Yeah, I can check. Um, I'll check it right now. Yeah. Okay. So you can fact check that. But um, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, he would add a bunch to our top six, but at the same time, I mean, we do have a hole right now at second line center um, that could be filled by uh, Anton Lundell, um, but we'll see what happens there. Um, there's Sam Bennett as well. And yeah, you have... so just to throw it out there, he's born July 31st, 1986. So he's 34 turning 35 this summer and his cap currently is nine and a half million. Okay. So he makes nine and a half, Jesus Christ. Um, and he's 35 years old. So isn't it it's his last year on his deal as well right i think this might be quickly yeah it's yes this this next uh, this upcoming season is the last on his deal okay so he has one year left on his deal at nine and a half and he's 35 years old when the season starts so here's what i think i think he would be a great addition for one year, considering this one year is Barkov's last year of his small contract. And I think Barkov will take that nine and a half million um, from, from Malkin, who maybe he'll return and because he wants to play with Bobrovsky, but he'll make a lot less money if he wants to come back. Um, and that's if he even gets traded to Florida. Um, so we'll see um, what it would look really good in, like for our offense, considering we're like, you know, at that point of looking like a legit contender and a threat to almost any team in the league, like including Tampa this year, as we saw in the first round. Um, so adding Malkin to that would just make things a lot better. Um, but I think what Pittsburgh would be looking for is obviously prospect prospects because they lack prospect depth. Like it's ridiculous how short they are. Um, so honestly, I don't know. I, I, I'd trade our first this year, which I think is 23rd overall, um, because it's not so deep of a draft. I'd trade our first, I'd trade Saron Noel. And the reason I would pick Saron Noel is because he's a big guy. He's like six, five or something like that. Six, six, um, big, uh, winger with some, you know, top six potential, um, and you add a first into that and maybe a couple other long shot prospects. I don't know who I would pick right now. Like there's, I can't really narrow it down, but I'd say Noel, a first round pick and some sort of roster player. Um, maybe a defenseman because Pittsburgh's defense isn't that good. Um, we do have a couple a couple strong defensemen, but, you know, we made that trade with them last year, uh, Matheson for Hornquist. So we have a good relationship with, with them right now, although that was Jim Rutherford, so different GM. But that's why I say Sarah Noel is because Brian Burke loves big forwards. He loves big players. He loves the 
physical game uh, when it comes to hockey, uh, obviously. And so I think Sarah Noel is the perfect prospect for him. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd say a roster player, Noel, a first, maybe another prospect, but I wouldn't go much more than that, honestly, for, for him, only because of how old he is and how much money he makes. Um, but I, I seriously think they could get him for a handful of second and thirds and a prospect. I, I think that's not out of reach, um, but it all depends on the market, right? So we'll see what the, there's going to be tons of trades to set the, the, the standard or the bar um, for star players. Like, you know, we'll see uh, probably Seth Jones get traded. Uh, I've heard Lyonnais name be thrown out there a bunch. Um, so we'll see what happens. And, Again, the only way this also happens is if the Panthers get rid of either Anton Strawman or Keith Yandel. Um, th- this isn't possible without that getting done. And we still have a lot of contracts to work out as well. And like Sam Bennett, uh, Duclair needs a new deal. He's an RFA as well. Um, and we have lots of deals the season after with Barkov and, uh, you know, Verhage is a free agent that year too. Um, so there's, there's a lot to think about and I'm sure Zito has a plan already and everyone there has got a plan. Um, but whatever happens, all I know is this off season, I'm expecting a big move from the Panthers, whether that be trading our first to get rid of Yandel or Strawman, which I would be fine with um, or something just to get a big contract out, lock up Barkov and get maybe one, a number two center to play behind Barkov. Um, and before I hand it over, Anyone who says uh, their team is interested in Alexander Barkov because they lack center depth. I saw a report that the Golden Knights, this guy thinks the Golden Knights should pursue Barkov. It's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. Barkov's not going anywhere, man. He's literally our captain. We are locking that man up. Um, The only other player, and this is a long shot, that I think the Panthers should go after if he's not locked up, which is unlikely, but we'll see, because I'm pretty sure Cam McCarr needs a contract extension, uh, is Gabriel Landeskog. Him and Barkov down the middle would be freaking redonkulous. Um, but that's just uh, that's just a dream. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, what do you think of Malkin to Florida? Yeah, I think I think we're just talking. I, I wanted to talk about this because it's it's fun to imagine stuff. Uh, it's fun to imagine being a general manager and coming up with your own trade. Um, but like you mentioned, you guys have a, a ton of contracts that you guys need to have worked out. Uh, I, I forget how, um, how many years Strawman has. Does Strawman have one year left on his deal or something like that? Or is he? Um, I think, yeah, this is his last year, I believe. Okay. I can check. So, yeah. Um, it's just um, Strawman, you guys have got to get it off the books. Um, Yandel's got to go. I think Yandel could still serve some value, provide some value in Pittsburgh. Uh, God knows, look at what Cody Cece did after being one of the worst least defensemen I've seen in a really long time. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it would be tough to, to kind of imagine a deal, but if I, if this could work out, Malkin's still a fantastic player. He had 28 points in 33 games this season, 74 points in 55 games last season. And he's, he's a, easy first ballot hall of famer uh, would be a fantastic addition to your team. Um, I don't know what he gets on his next contract. Uh, nine and a half is, is, was what he was making throughout his prime. I think he signed his, 
his deal in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but still a fantastic player nonetheless. And uh, yeah, I think it would be an interesting addition. But if I had to predict a trade, it would probably be, um, like you said, Sarah Noel, I could see definitely a first round pick. Uh, the, a first round pick in the next two drafts is going to be worth a lot more than in this year, um, just given how much talent there are over the next two drafts. But um, yeah, first, Noel, I could, I would probably add Denisenko in, um, I think, although that may be steep. Um, Malk is not going to be an easy get, He's still an elite player. And um, yeah, I've, I'd, I, I just don't know how this would, would shape out uh, you guys. Um, like you mentioned, I totally agree. I, uh, they, I would, it would make sense for a defenseman to go the other way. They would probably ask for someone like Mackenzie Weger, but I don't think you guys trade him. So no, not um, after this season yet. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough, but you guys would definitely have that. I think, um, two prospects at first and a, definitely a roster player would be, um, something that would probably be realistic. So, um, if if the Panthers want to do anything close to this, getting rid of uh, Yandel and Strawman, if that happened, which I don't think they get rid of both. I think one for sure. Getting rid of both would free up eleven point eight five million dollars for the team. Yeah, and you guys could use that to resign Barkov and Barkov and Huberto could both get extensions. Well, Huberto can't until after. Yeah. this offseason but uh, barkov can sign an extension uh, i think starting whenever free agency starts uh, he can sign his extension um so holy moly yeah it's all about re-signing the players you already have like malkin is a, is a nice thought but yeah i well if we get rid of yandel and strawman both of them Getting, um, I mean, first of all, we need to sign a major defenseman because we just lost two of our top four defense or top six defensemen. Um, so we need to sign a defenseman um, because, I mean, Uyghur is great. Nudevars was great this year. Uh, Gudas was fantastic this year. Matt Kierstad uh, made or Kierstad made uh, some great progress this year. Uh, I'd like to see Noah Juleson get some time again next year. Uh, and then Forsling and Montour are both uh, – free agents as well. Um, but getting rid of Yandel and Strowman, oh my Lord. Like I can't even imagine what Zito would do with all that money. Like there's so many good free agents right now. Go, go and sign Ovechkin. That's what we should do. Go get Ovechkin. Could you imagine Ovi wants to play with Bob? That Nah, nah. I don't even want to think about that. Don't put that in my head. Yeah, this, uh, you guys have thought, yeah. Uh, like I said before, Malkin's a really nice thought would be a fantastic addition to your team. But most important thing is getting your captain signed long-term. Um, yeah. I would not want to see him hit free agency. Um, not um, yeah. Just, just save the money for those two big guys, Barkov and Huberto, because those guys have been there for a while and clearly love it in Florida. And I, if I was a Florida, if I was Bill Zito, that would be my focus. And as a Florida Panthers fan, you probably want to see that happen over anything else. So yeah, that's your number one thing to do. And uh, yeah, I just thought that'd be a fun thing to discuss. And one last thing before we do wrap up, it's been rumored that the Capitals are frustrated with Evgeny Kuznetsov's antics off the ice. Um, I don't know much about that other than he was like two or three years ago, he had something to do like, 
cocaine. Was he found with cocaine on him or something? Yeah, like something that? like that. And he got suspended, I believe. So that's the only thing that I know of. But what would you, if you're the Washington Capitals or a team, what do you think would be a, a decent return for him? When potentially, where do you see him ending up if he were to get traded? Uh, Vegas. Like that's my one. Uh, I mean, first of all, party capital of the world. Second of all, this man can do as much coke as he wants off of all the strippers he wants. So he could go off some fun. Um, but um, yeah, no, I think I honestly think Vegas is the best place for him. Uh, they needed they need a top six center, um, and they need one to produce for them. And I mean, hey, right, George Springer singled. Let's go. Woo. Um, but no, I think I think that's the best spot for him. Uh, another team uh, I could see is Minnesota. They have a lot of prospects that could, they could send over. Although I don't think Kuzi would go for that much at all because of you know, how Washington said they've been frustrated with them. Honestly, now that I say it, Florida is an option. Uh, I'd say that's an unlikely one, but uh, Florida, uh, you could throw Edmonton in that conversation. There's a lot of teams that could use uh, a guy like that. And um, he plays the wing as well, not only center. Um, So he he plays right wing, I believe. Um, So all those teams could use him really, but I think, this he's not going to go for much more than uh, what the Panthers traded for uh, Sam Bennett. So uh, basically two second round picks. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But that's, that's my thoughts. Anyway. I just, I went on Twitter clearly because this is what I was, um, I saw that said uh, Jay fresh reported or said Frank Saravalli reports that the Capitals are tired of Kuznetsov antics and we'll try to move him. The defense is an issue. The point totals are down and the contract is not a small one. And I totally agree. I'm still, I, I mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. I'm still not, um, I will still not consider myself remotely close to being an analytics expert because I'm far from it, but yeah, his even strength defense is, is really bad. And uh, um, although his offense is decent um, for a guy who's 29 is still not that old, but he's making $7.8 million till 24, 25. So not going to be an easy contract to move. They probably have to retain something on it. Um, I mean, he had 52 points in 63 games last year. He had 29 points in 41 games this year. So it's not, he's not a terrible player, but at the same time, um, especially on a guy who's not going to be on the downfall in the next few seasons, but will certainly be trending towards that in 24, 25, that that back half of that contract is going to suck. So um, it would be interesting. I think, like you mentioned, Vegas is someone who clearly, needs help off like they have such a good offensive team and they showed it but when those guys needed to show up the most they just didn't in the playoffs like this past round they could not get scoring from their top guys against the canadians so maybe kuznetsov helps that maybe he doesn't i think that'd be an interesting spot for him to land i think ultimately any team that needs help on offense is what you're is going to be looking for for a guy like kuznetsov so i think he's more realistic to a much more realistic uh, guy to be dealt than Malkin is. Um, so I think that would be really interesting to watch. So that is going to do it for us today. We thank you for joining us this week. Follow us on Twitter at hockey underscore wired pod. Let us know what you think about the episode. Um, Tyler, where can the people find you and what do you have going on?
before I was muted, before I say uh, what's going on, um, the Jays just hit a three-run home run, and it's 8 nothing. so I'm pretty hyped. Uh, I can't believe I was muted. That's that's funny. Anyways, um, I thought someone was going to come to my room. That's why I muted myself. Anyways, uh, yeah, you hear it every week. Um, Prosic Tyler on Twitter, P-R-O-C-Y-K Tyler, uh, and Tyler R. Prosic underscore on Instagram. Um, the CFL has announced that they're returning, and, of course, Overline Sports is going to bring you all of that coverage. Uh, my BC Lions preview uh, comes out the day after Canada Day next Friday on uh july 2nd um so check that out uh, lots of baseball stuff coming your way this month um and yeah go check out blue jays way uh new episodes weekly for covering the jays the jays sucked last night they blew a bullpen blew another game they're winning eight nothing today because it is it is ace day it's ryu day um so today's a good day and i'm very hungry um that's off topic but just wanted to let you know um, so yeah, where can people find you and what do you got going on? Yeah, I, I'm an idiot. I completely forgot. I apologize, but it was reported that Alec Martinez was playing, um, with a broken foot. So I just thought that was really hockey players pain threshold was insanely high. And considering he was not afraid to block shots, I can't imagine how much pain he was in, but, uh, kudos to him, a fantastic player in this playoffs. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sheridan underscore Matt, S H E R I D A N underscore M A T. Um, I haven't been doing too much at the hockey writers, just been trying to relax and stuff. But um, maybe look out for some prospect profiles. I might get back to writing in the next few days. And with FC Hockey, our draft guide comes out on June 30th. So make sure to check that out. It's kind of in a weird transition period because. We're pretty much done scouting the 2021 class. It's just waiting for the draft to happen in 2022. It's the off season. So uh, make sure to, to check out some reports. I don't know what I'm going to be doing over the next few days, but make sure to check out uh, my work there as well. So we thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you next time.